Good day, listeners, and welcome to Conversations with your girl, Nikki. And of course, I have my guest, my husband, Tabs. Say hey to the people. Hi, people. How are you? So, guys, if you have not caught up, this is part four of the podcast. So do go catch up from part one. But thank you so much for actually um, being with us throughout this whole journey. There's been such amazing feedback that we've been getting. And like my husband said towards the end of part three of the podcast, that our hearts are to just bring restoration just to show couples that God is in the business of still restoring. Like there is no sin or no damage that God cannot put back together. And today's topic is going to be, it's a very interesting topic, a bit sensitive, but I believe we've both healed from it. And (laughs) um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation because now we will be talking about, so this podcast is titled, When the Bow Breaks. So I'm sure a lot of you people are thinking, but why is she referring to a movie? So the term bow, it's, um, it's a, it means a bark, like the tree bark, a very strong part of the tree breaking and it's giving in. And for my husband and I, um, you will soon find out in our marriage after quite a while, um, our marriage actually broke. We were separated um, last year for a good six months. But for that separation to happen, it was there were lots of there was a build-up it just didn't happen there was a build-up and that's what we'll be talking about today so love you're so quiet like what you're so deep in thought even what's up what do you mean i'm so deep in thought like you're so quiet and you're like he's literally staring straight ahead and he's not even looking here like It's not. It's not like that type of conversation where we are hugging and everything. King. Oh, we've never been hugging in a never conversation. Like touch, touch. Oh wow, love. <laughs> no, I mean like cuddle, touch, man. Oh, yeah. There's a radio DJ talking like this. <laughs> anyway, like I was just thinking of when you say bow breaks and stuff, no? Um, like a bow is like when the whole term, like what you explained to me, is a tree branch eventually breaking mm. right he said bark like yeah, a, branch. a branch yeah it's a branch right and for 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 like a branch to break off a tree there there's a weight that goes on it mm. um to a point where it's so bent that it can't carry the weight anymore and then it eventually breaks yeah right mm. so i'd like to talk about um the weight the weight mm. um and not just rush to things breaking like we're, no, like no. we're writing a tyler perry movie no we're not rushing to it i said it's <laughs> the build up to it yeah so mm. the weight because i think that's important that you hear from me as well what the weight was on our marriage and what mm-hmm. the what is the bow is it both the marriage or is it you breaking or is it tubs breaking or is it the the relationship i i like to look at it as i always say for me it's when we took god out of our marriage because you know i think at the beginning you illustrated our marriage as a three chord um what is it how's that bible verse it says the 
three chord. That's a quote that you normally say. Yes. Oh my gosh, I am so tongue tied. But generally, um, it's it's not a nav. It's not it's a three chord rope. Yeah, but it's not a quote. It's in the Bible. Yes, a strand of three. But anyway, oh, I'm just I don't know. But yeah, like so, I always say for me, it's when I feel when we took God out of our marriage. Yeah, that's that's when i'm saying to you the credit like what is the bow the bow is our marriage okay right um yeah we'll talk about taking god out and all that stuff because also the taking god out of a marriage is not an overnight decision no, so no, yeah. all those things when god eventually gets out of a relationship between two people where god was the center of it so much there's a lot of factors that played into it. Right? Mm. It's not just we woke up one day and then you're just like, ah, God, stay out the door. Mm. That kind of thing. So I'd like to talk about that stuff and have a conversation with you around that. No, let's have it. Let's conversate. I'm bringing <laughs> you to the table like Jada Smith. Oh, I'm really? joking. <laughs> I'm bringing myself to the table. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, okay, so you want me to start? Mm. Okay, so I guess for me, um, marriage is, it's a beautiful thing. And marriage is also work. And I think um, our parents and everyone, our elders, they don't really explain the work that goes into marriage. They don't really explain, um, you know, and I always go back to my vows. You know, when we said those vows, I don't think at that moment there was a true understanding as to through thick and thin, through sickness and in health, through richer and in poor, what that really meant. Because when it eventually did happen, where um, there was poor, there was sickness, there was, (laughs) you know, it's like it hits hard. So I think, where could I actually start where could I actually start, love? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So I think, okay, I think for me, babe. Is it tough, babe? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I think for me, babe, mm-hmm. um, when I, so remember there was in our last podcast, there was a time when um, I stopped working at the church and there was a period when I was not working at the church. And for me in that moment, I felt inadequate to the marriage not you, and it's not something yeah. i communicated to you Why right did you feel inadequate? because i was like um not bringing anything to the table and i didn't feel worthy to ask for stuff <laughs> i don't know if that makes sense like i didn't feel i could be like hey love i need this i need that because i was not bringing anything to the table and i knew my income getting deducted from the household income there was a hit, even though you were showing me that now nah, things are running smoothly mm. and everything. I think on my side, I was blindsided not to ask, like, hey, love, how are things financially? Like, sit you down mm. and properly ask you, dude, how are you surviving without my income? And I think I just felt I didn't have a say financially because I was not contributing financially. Mm. And I think the enemy then played on that. Not to say the enemy um not not even say the enemy um orchestrated it, but I chose 
in that moment to keep quiet. I chose in that moment to. But it was easy to keep quiet because the build up. Oh yeah, so the build up to that. So we got married 2012. Um, when we got married, I was the only one working. Well, I was the only one not working. You were working, mm. but you were earning peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> but those peanuts helped us. <laughs> Yeah. No love. Those peanuts help. Those peanuts paid the rent. Those peanuts brought yes. food to the table. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. I always get tempted to say how much you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but God provided. Yeah. God did provide. I felt really bad for for someone with a degree um, in advertising management and and all that stuff and and earning like that because like no ways, man. Like you are almost thirty. And you can't be earning like you just came out of varsity. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you're so stuck on in, in your in your career, right? So I'm just taking you back, and also everyone that's listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yes, God provided. We had a little box TV. Imagine. <laughs> mm. We're in the 21st century with a box TV, bruh. <laughs> eh? Yeah. The high sits. Yeah, eh? Mm. But anyway, yeah, so, and a small fridge. I yeah, know what you say. Yeah, so, things had to change. Things had to change. And I, and we were obviously, we would talk about it, like how to get you to, to a place where you start earning like, mm. properly. And then an opportunity came up, and I think it was through God as well, at church, where they were looking for someone, mm. right? And at that place, they doubled your salary. Mm. Well, well, almost triple, even. Yeah, but remember, in resigning, they at my old job, they then counter-offered. Oh, they counter-offered, and then the church counter-offered on top of that thing, eh? No, they didn't. The church didn't counter-offer. Oh, yeah, but you're already fed up with that church, I mean, at that company, because why weren't they paying you properly anyway? Yeah. Right, so don't make, it wasn't a mistake working at church. No? no, it wasn't. And I know at the end of it all, you got, there was things that went down and everything and all that stuff, but it was not a mistake going to church. Yeah, right? no, it wasn't. So you must repent now. What do you mean repent? <laughs> the heck? <laughs> wow. Hey, can we have a conversation? So I'm just telling you. So anyway, so um, yeah, so I encouraged it. Remember, so mm. we'll talk about it like, no, this is good money. At least you coming out, all right. And I still think it was a good move, but it was working at church. Yes. And I warned you about working at My church because mom warned me. You warned me. A lot of people warned me. Yes, because when you're working at church, you must have abundance of grace. If you think you are gracious. Not gracious from the queen, but if you think you are, <laughs> <laughs> wow. you think you have grace. <laughs> you think you have grace, no? Mm. When you work at church, you have to like every single day take on triple more grace because mm-hmm. you're dealing with people, and that's where you're literally at the battlefield mm, that's consistently. True. How did you, how was it for you? No, it literally felt like a battlefield. You know, you saw you saw the battle scars I would come home with. <laughs> mm. yeah, the beef that I was developing and all that stuff and everything. Mm. And um yeah, things were good. Like we'd even have dates at at church. 
Wouldn't we have dated church? Yes, we would, love. Yeah, things were good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but like, I think the church and the church, the people were good. They're good people. Yes. Um, <laughs> why are you getting shy? I'm not, you know, you, you know where you're leading to that. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, my word. Anyway, so, yeah, so we had a good time. But then the pressure of always having fights and stuff. I remember the, after the first year of working there, there was time for performance reviews. And you know, I think, like, this is what I've learned from, from churches. And it's not pointing specifically to the specific church. It's just, if you're going to be employing people, even in a church, whoever the employer is, still needs some, like, training of some form of how to deal with people and employees and all that stuff. Because it's very difficult. Yeah, I'm being honest. I've experienced it as well. Mm. Right, when I worked at at another church in Centurion, right, and where you have a person with an iron rod using scripture, but at a church, it's a place of work. When you work on Monday to, to, to Friday, it's a place of work, of work. So HR laws apply right and how you talk to people and all the stuff applies it's not like you talking to a slave and stuff like that. and most people at churches they miss that and they forget that hey this is a place of work it's not slave driving right and i think from that point onwards talking from my side mm-hmm. right um i saw the pain you experienced right and i could see the offense creeping in and I have taken offense from ch- at church before. I've taken off. I've been. I've taken offense um, from working at church. What's your definition of offense when you say at church? Like, like when I picked up an offense. What do you mean? What's the definition of it? To like for you to have picked up an offense. What was that offense at church? Um, for me, it was really more based around um, the spiritual side of things. Right? Like someone who I, I, I respected quite highly said something that I was not expecting them to say. And it hurt me. And instead of dealing with it, I carried the pain and I grew bitter and I moved away. So the relationship became sour in a way. That's my definition. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I could see. So I was trying to protect you from getting away from this um, offense. Like, no, man. Do you remember? Mm-mm. Like, no. Just forgive them. Just forgive them. And how would you feel? Be honest. I'd be, At that I'd, time I'd, when I'd, I was, when I'd I'm felt, like, I felt so irritated because I felt you weren't hearing me out. I'm like, yeah. And and, and in retrospect, I was not mature. At that time, to be like, forgive, forgive, hell, hell no. I got hurt. What you talking about? Forgive. No. And obviously, in retrospect. No, you don't have to say in retrospect. No, the reason I'm saying in retrospect is because I've now grown and I've now matured. And forgiveness is something I think it's something you have to do every day. But don't be scared to take us to the journey of your youngness, of your youth. I'll also talk about it. No, I'm not scared. So, ah, rah, like we were getting, it's the thing started getting a little bit tricky now because now my wife, <laughs> so now remember we committed here. So I'm of the mindset, like it's fine. We are soldiers. Ne? 
um, through the offense, we'll pull through. We don't have to give up and all, and all the stuff. So I'm just trying to keep everyone happy. We're both serving in the church. My wife is serving, but she's upset and all stuff. Every morning, morning, Sunday morning started becoming difficult now. And all stuff. Do you remember? Yes. Right? It would be um, so difficult to get myself to get to go yeah, and then, because um, I've been there from Monday to Friday now. And Saturday. And Saturday. And then now Sunday, I'd be like, oh, gosh. Yeah. And then she was getting bitter now. And now I'm like, yo, bruh, like, what do we do? And then this one Sunday, I was like, okay, shop. I'm tired. I'm tired of her being unhappy and everything. Let's visit Hillsong instead. And hey, hey the girl loved it, right? I think that, that, that Sunday, I felt like a husband again. <laughs> <laughs> no need to go into details, but yeah. Yeah, no, because you. it's like it was a different environment. I think you saw the pressure I was facing and you're like, let's try Go take you to a different place because when you when you serve in the church, I think a lot of us don't understand the pressure that it's now. In the, it's a time for you to receive. It's a difficult moment because you're constantly busy, 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 busy. Because even on Sundays, I was still busy, 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 busy. I was never at a point of sitting to receive, but it was a season. But I didn't understand that at that moment. Yeah, you don't have to explain. We understand. <laughs> now we've learned, right? And I'm going to yes. get to the lesson of it. But um, yeah, and then obviously now things are crazy. Um, we're not really, we wouldn't really fight. The fights that we would have, then I'd be, I'd be trying, would fight because I'd be trying to get Nikki to... To relax and to forgive people and to be calm and not be mean to to people and still show grace because this is a lesson I thought I learned in my journey when I took offense with the church, right? And I learned that you just need to show them grace. Show everyone grace. A pastor, a person who who cuts you in front in, in front of who cuts you in traffic or someone steps on your toe, or a bishop comes and stands and says something that's really mean to you, you just show everybody grace. So I learned that, and I had forgotten that it took me years to get to a place where I knew how to apply grace to other people. But with my wife, I was like, no, just do it. Like I forgot that it's a lesson that she had to go through. right? But the fights were based on you're not understanding, Nikki. You're just angry. Stop being angry. Remember? Mm, mm, right? Mm. Um, and I think, you know, when you're angry and someone tells you, stop being angry, it's like, it's a trigger to even get more angry because you're like, you don't tell me to stop being angry. Allow me to be angry. Mm. Yeah. So, can you imagine, she had, she's at work, emails and chats are always about complaining, complaining, complaining. Um, when I get back home... I was pregnant, yeah. Uh, yes, not yes. Oh yes, you got pregnant and all that stuff. So she was very feisty. Now she's got toss of blood. So wow. she was very feisty. Ne? <laughs> wow. Right? Um but in the whole pregnancy, I think we actually spent every single day together, hey? Yeah, we Except did. when I traveled sometimes. Mm. Yeah, we went to all the doctor visits together. Um and all the doctor visits together. Um the bookings, all the stuff. God was showing 
his grace towards us and blessing us and everything mm, we, we got, got a it. new car we got a new car we got gave birth to genesis so there was still things were happening in the background things like, were good but things were good like god was still God was there. God is faithful. God's word never changes. God's promises never there. changes. You mm. know, when God says he will do this, he will do it. He's not a man mm. that he would lie. Mm. I think but in the background there was this noise of bitterness, anger, mm. frustration. And it wasn't me. And no, it was no, that was me. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't it wasn't you or me. It was really a situation that we were both failing to control exactly to identify time. it at yeah. that moment so there's something that we've learned that we learned I think like I think from Pastor Edgar yeah I think I don't know which Pastor but like it's something that we've learned like just growing up that as and you've said it as well that um as a as a married couple we need to we you need to know that when there's a problem we need to agree and then fight the problem mm, and right? not each other and not each other that kind of stuff so at that time abra the problem became part of each other's fight mm. and and with church as of now i was getting frustrated because there was a time where we were told we were given instruction on things that completely went against our faith mm. and i remember that day i go out that evening i told my wife i was like you know what um i'm actually fed up we're going to move church ne we're leaving <laughs> right and then and this before she even resigned bro and then anyway so things happened wara 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 nikki gave birth um nate was born things went very well right nikki's mom came down for the birth as well i was there in the room I don't think I'll ever do that again but no, I I enjoyed seeing you there because I think in my weakness you were actually you were even though at that moment you could, there's nothing you could have done to take the pain away but having uh, you there and say love it's going to be okay seeing you see uh, I like that moment I think it was special It was magical but <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one I don't know if we'd ever do that again are we doing it again Yeah No <laughs> and announce to people that that's happening no say yes no. say no in jesus name oh wow <laughs> i'm joking skit serious love so anyway yeah so now um we gave birth um nikki is on maternity leave <laughs> now imagine this <laughs> fully paid maternity leave and all the stuff but in that, in that maternity leave Nikki is like I'm resigning like right on the last month of maternity leave right did you serve notice yeah I did I served notice because oh. I went in and I assisted and everything mm. yeah yeah because the uh, thing I the relationship wasn't it so mm-hmm. she resigned and then um I think a month later we we moved to church <laughs> and then we just between two churches eventually we found a home and all the stuff right um but then now she's resigning our son was just born mm. um there's that whole frustration and i was actually happy for her to be just as ho- at home recovering right 
and this is what Nikki was talking about earlier saying um she was blindsided blindsided um by the whole thing of me being the only um financial provider mm. in the house but for me I didn't find an issue with that right because I'm a guy right and she was at home um raising Nate but then the frustration was cuz I felt this still from my side mm. the frustration was she's not a home person no i'm not no i am not god did not make me to be a housewife respect yeah. to all the housewives out there but yeah no. <laughs> so because she's not a housewife and all that stuff like now all that communication that we used to do and everything and the planning that we used to do together it started fading away slowly mm. right um so would because of what Nikki was saying um that talking about money became more difficult for her because she wasn't contributing anything so the monthly budget meetings that we would have mm. we wouldn't have them anymore yeah we actually that's how we stopped budgeting love told yes. you I'm your counselor oh, wow <laughs> That that was actually when we stopped budgeting together cuz I just was like what what can I say? I can't come in and say yeah we're going to use this amount over here. And at that time me I'm like no everything belongs to everybody and all the stuff but it wasn't working. Ah we created or I feel like I created but we created the first um foothold. Mm. For, for the enemy I think we created a little opening mm. where now there was now secrecy in finances first yes, yes. right um where I was now um making decisions on my own without letting Nikki know mm, mm. right do you want to add anything before no no I agree 100% on that one <laughs> yeah um and then You know how it is, man. Like you start doing stuff like just random stuff. Like I started taking loans uh without letting her know and all that stuff, right? And yeah, to her things were going well. But to me I was keeping a secret. I wasn't telling her what was going on. Mm, mm. Because we even then was at the time we then moved to Brooklyn. No, we haven't yet moved to Brooklyn. But like on my side i'm seeing things are moving hence like i started and i felt at that moment i felt an ag- inadequate to add anything because i was like ah nigga yeah. got this on lockdown all right what what mm-hmm. what's my contribution going to do but then again that's the lie of the enemy mm-hmm. because as tab said that was the first foothold of yeah. of our entire marriage it was secrecy it was financing like, but you Do you remember at that time I was doing a house for one of our friends in Irene in the States, no? Yes. And um and I was like sort of doing it at pro bono. Mm. And then at that time I had to go down to um Durban, remember? Mm. And and we didn't really have it was an emergency trip that I had to do to go down to Durban to sort out um our daughter's stuff, mm. no? And then on our way to i think you were dropping me off at work in standard bank or something but on the way to work um we got a deposit mm. that covered the whole trip 
there and back and hotel and all the stuff. Do you remember that I day? I do remember that day. Right? And this is still in the middle of all this stuff. Mm. You understand? But we're still... I'm, I'm trying to... I'm telling you this so you can see that not all hope was lost yet. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Nah. Um, and then... Because there were things we still agree upon. We would sit and be like, okay, this is the Durban trip. This is how much it would cost. Yeah. And would agree and be like, you know, because God comes when there's an agreement. Like mm. when two or three are gathered on the earth and they agree on something, God is there. You know that verse. Mm. And God was still present because of our agreement. Like when a wife and a husband agree, yo, mm, mountains move. But anyway... <laughs> Yes, Pastor Nikki. Yes. Um, so anyway, so all that happened towards the end of the year. Nate, Nate, Nate's birthday comes through. Oh yeah, and the way our family set up, ne? This is how it is set up. <laughs> Do you, I don't think you understand. On the twenty second of September. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put in my mom as well. Yes. Because it just adds up. On the nineteenth of September is my mom's birthday, but nothing really happens. Like we try and. We celebrate the dinner, but it's nothing hectic. 22nd September, three days later, is our wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And the way we normally do it, we take turns. Right? Yes. So one year is Nikki to plan something, the other year is Tubbs to plan something, vice versa, vice versa, vice versa. Right? I forgot who was planning that year. But I, I think it was me. Right? Yeah. No, but you were heavily pregnant. Do you remember? Oh, what yes, did you and do you took me to Sun City. Yeah, it was I don't my know. Birthday. Anyway, so 22nd September is that wedding anniversary. 25th September, three days later, it's Nikki's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> remember, we're just talking. There's one salary, eh? Mm. And there's all these things that are happening here, and my wife likes events and being spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and then 25th September. And then um, 3rd of October is Kanye's birthday. Mm-hmm. Right, our daughter's birthday. And then the 14th. 13th. Of... I don't know why you always get <laughs> Nate's birthday wrong. Uh, 13th of October. Um, what? Like, why do you get Nate's birthday wrong, actually? Why, you, why no. am I in trouble on the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm just asking. Why do you I think don't know. it's the it 14th? Just, it just really says it's 14th in my head. It's the 13th. The 13th of 10 days later after that. Um, is Nate was born. So you should understand, every single year, there's just two weeks of just major events. But I think we've mastered it now. Yeah, now we have. Yeah. But anyway, so fast forward. Towards the end of the year, Nikki's like, you know what? I want to start. I'm looking for jobs. I can't do this thing anymore, staying mm, at home and all the stuff. And, and, and hubby pulled through for her. And got a nice job. No, you didn't pull through. <laughs> what did I do? Like you got the hookup, and I performed. Okay, I outshined in my interview. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You, you could. You could have got the interview for me, but if I was whack, yeah, I would have never got the job. Exactly. Yes. But if it wasn't for me. Yes, love. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so she got the job. Great job and all that stuff. Um, and things started picking up it was not a great job it's oh, well, it oh yeah oh yeah it didn't great. start off at a great so she it was a temp job yes. for a december sales position for like um a month i think it was um yeah it was for the month of december and january two months two months right mm. 
Ah, ah, she went in and she killed it, eh? Broke records of existing salespeople that were there, mm. right? Um, and then they offered you a permanent position. Yeah, they then got a permanent position. And then um, a few months later, to cut the long story short, um, she was promoted. She was head of her sales team. And I think just shared light, love of, because I think you missed an important part. Mm. So in this whole time, we then moved house. We went to Brooklyn. Okay. Yes, because I remember before oh. the promotion, we were at Brooklyn's, and it was under the covering of um, our pastor Edgar. You that promotions just started rolling in. There was a prophecy and stuff. So. And I was getting promoted as well. Mm. I became part of Exco. Mm. I got a nice house. So, so, and then that's just when you when when you when God has got you, bruh. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Right. Um. So. Hi. Yeah. Life is great now. But no. we still haven't addressed the budgeting issue because now I was earning a salary, but we got so used to not budgeting, and Tabs was now repaying back loans, and I wouldn't understand why certain like I'd be like, why is your money finishing fast? I would always ask him that question. I'm like, mm. where is your money going? Why is it finishing fast? And mm. instead of us addressing the issue of, hey, bruh, this is what happened. I would just be a nagging wife. That sure. wife, like, you know, that wife that talks, the, the one they talk about in Proverbs, the one that drips, 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 drips. I literally would be like hounding him and be like, what, what's happening to your money? Why is your money finishing? Why is this? And instead of actually sitting down and being like, hey, babe, what's happening with the finances? I don't understand. Instead of doing that, I was so stuck up in, Ah, this guy, what's happening? He's spending his money recklessly. He's doing mm. this, he's doing that. And I think my self-righteous self started creeping in at that moment. And when I mean mm. self-righteous, where you see yourself better than another person because my sin is not as... My sin is not... It's not highlighted, if I can put it like that. Mm. So I would always look at my husband. And um, at that time... Um, so yeah so yeah through my pregnancy Tabs didn't drink he didn't go out mm. my husband shame because I was like we are pregnant we uh, are pregnant no, but it wasn't because <laughs> of your rules it's just how I was naturally yes I just, he we you know, were both like that where he didn't drink he was you know in you know my husband was good <laughs> not saying that he wasn't before whatever the case is or now and then um, I think after the pregnancy, I think he was, I, I don't know, because that's when you had your year-end party and things just went west. <laughs> like, I think he, he was trying to catch up his drinking spree. I, I wasn't trying to catch up. I'll tell you for real. No. Like, it was, sorry to cut you, but it was, yo, finally an escape, right? <laughs> and I mean, uh, that year-end function, I partied. Yeah. And it was a party bus. There was no driving, but I had to drive back home. This was before we moved. And as I drove back home, by God's grace, I made it. Then that was and God's grace, guys. I, God's I, grace. I drove into the garage, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, it was drama. But anyway, yeah. So that's when the, the, yes. the fruits of the passing ships were starting Stop to show. show. Because he gets home, he smashes and he smashes the car into the garage. <laughs> There's no communication. I've stayed up the whole night. This guy's not communicating. I've been worried. 
um and he smashes the car in the garage so that's how i get woken up with a big bang into the garage i'm like oh my gosh so i peek through the window to see because i'm like i'm not gonna come out i peek through the window i see he opens the car I don't know what happened to the car keys at that moment in time. I don't know. I thought I got scared. So I threw everything. I thought it was an accident. But anyway, long story short, he wakes up the next morning and I was so frustrated with the whole situation because I was angry. I was like, how could you be so reckless? How could you be so reckless? Now look, now we've got to fix the garage. You already know this landlord here doesn't like us. She's racist. And now she's got another thing to put on us because it's a garage. And I've just started working. Now my income and your income. Now we have to fix a garage. Tubs, what's wrong with you? You know, so there was that frustration. And it was a lot of judgmental anger, you know, because things... And in that moment, I didn't see... My husband was... I see, the way I saw it was an es- it was your escape mm. when you went drinking like that. It was your escape. It was mm. not, you know, and that escape was now, it was fruits of that, like mm. the recklessness or whatever the case is. Mm. But I didn't see it like that. I saw it as a judgmental, self-righteous person where I'm like, oh, this guy does not know how to drink properly. He's being reckless. He's smashing the car. We have to fix the car. We have to do this. He's not spent. So for me, I would think when I was asking Tabs where your money going, I would also think your money was going mainly to alcohol because I'm like, how? This guy and everything. So it became a very self-righteous thing. So I think Tabs thought I was this judgmental wife. I didn't care much because I would always come and I'm like, Hey, love, where's the money? Hey, love, you're reckless. Hey, love, you're drinking too much. Hey, love, this is... Yeah, I don't think... I don't think... I I didn't see you as judgmental and stuff, right? But I started not seeing you as a partner and I was starting to see you as a wife. I don't know if that makes sense. Because... Because of my lack of communication of or our lack of communication and sitting down and stuff and planning things together, I, I started feeling like, no, okay, cool. So I'm just, I'm the provider. Uh, and you couldn't confide in me. Anymore. So we, we stopped being partners. So I became the provider. There's nothing wrong with providing. I was still providing. You're still being a wife in the honeymoon phase. In inverted commas, like what like what people like saying, um, but now it's like we took down a relationship where we are in. I can't use that word. <laughs> where we are like in sync. Let me say in sync, and it became role playing. Mm. Right? So mm. I started behaving like just a provider, and I started seeing you just as a wife mm. right so you're no longer a friend mm. right so as my wife you should be happy that you are staying in an estate there's two cars and our kids are going to private school and why you keep asking me about money aren't you happy you remember the conversation mm. the fights mm. would have I would remember. right and like what's going on like why aren't you happy why aren't you happy aren't you eating every day <laughs> Aren't you doing this? Mm. Aren't you in this thing? 
and that's how we would talk to that's how i would talk to you and same thing would come back from you etc etc i know we're really living it but and for me i think and the reason why i say that so remember we had already given the devil a foothold into our marriage in terms of finances and miscommunication and once the devil comes in you then feel condemnation and shame and you stop blaming each other the same way and i'll go back to the bible the first marriage adam and eve when eve gave adam the apple and then they realized they were naked. And then when God came down and asked, where are you, Adam? He was embarrassed to come out. But when he came out, it was a blame game. It was like, no, bruh, it's the woman you gave me who made me eat the apple, whatever the case is. And I think that's where we were at in our marriage. We were blaming each other because we were... Why are you opening your eyes like oh, that? <laughs> We, we became it became a blame game and that's how the devil wants it to be because you then lose focus on the key aspect of your marriage and you lose focus on what your marriage is which is love it's a love place because now we were no longer communicating in love we were no longer communicating or loving each other we were not loving each other because love is patient love is kind love holds no record of wrong go read one corinthians on what love is we became self-consumed and I like to always say this, my husband, but it's something I've come to know that when you become all about self, because in marriage, you cannot become about self. It's about we, your I no longer, be, it's no longer an I, it's a we, but we became eyes. I, I am working hard as well. I am bringing money to the table because I was working in sales. So I was, ah, you I were was raking it in. I was raking it in guys. Like, yo, make it. It used to piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> Because we would not talk about it. We wouldn't talk about it. Yes, we wouldn't celebrate yes, the successes. Yes. Can I say? Yeah. You see, it got so bad that, um, like, when month end comes, my wife would go buy groceries without me even knowing about it. Mm. That's how bad it got. Mm. Right? And I'm like, how? There's groceries. Bruh, like, two cars full. Boot and back seats, bruh, in two cars. <laughs> packed and i didn't know anything about it so that's how bad it got and then we were uh, making decisions together okay yeah. but can i tell you something mm-hmm. we're still babsing well yeah we were what's still babsing for internationals? we were still having sex oh you won't say making love no that was not making love that was just to fulfill one's desire i mm. so that's how i say because i still say see for you <laughs> yeah, so I'm that's yeah. why I would call it sex because I believe making love is, you know, something else. Something else. Mm. But we were having. Yeah, and it, so there's all that confusion that uh, must we still physically attracted to each other? Right? Yeah, we're not talking, we're not having intimate stuff. There was a period where we didn't even do date. Date, date nights. nights yeah we dropped our date nights Bruh, can you imagine like we dropped everything at a time in our life where life god's glory good. was showing and all this imagine the things we could have done like go to the coast and mm. all that stuff over a weekend and it but... was distractions like the enemy oh. came in to distract because i even then did a, my own trip i was like ah oh, i'm hey, take... before oh. you get to the trip <laughs> so yeah she even booked her own trip i was like you know what <laughs> let's let's live the estate life, bruh. Let's live the estate life. We're not going to share anything. And then, ah, bruh, 
in the in the living alone circles yeah um, and and i used to travel a lot yes as well. yes like and, a lot. and bear in mind guys like I had, overseas and i had stuff. stopped praying for my husband because i was like this nigga don't need no my not none of my prayers and then you, you really stop praying yes for and when you stop praying for your spouse when you stop praying for your husband you are putting him in the lion's den mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but nothing happened to daniel in the lion's den I'm joking. I know what you mean, right? <laughs> so, anyway, this is not why I'm saying this, right? Yes, this yes, part, yes, yes, yes. but in this whole space now, I'm this guy and all that stuff, right? Guys on LinkedIn, I'm on my way to Mozambique now, and with my business, I used to do work over the weekends and stuff. I still remember this day. I knew I was flying out on the Monday, I think. And I had this business meeting on Saturday. So I'm there in my Jeep, driving Victoria North, all the stuff. And for that specific deal, I needed a landscape architect. Yeah. So on LinkedIn, I was like following a whole lot of landscape architects. And then this one landscape architect follows me. Ah, this guy looks at the picture of the landscape architect. like, you're a fire girl. Yeah. I'm just saying No, it's the truth. Uh, Can no. I just when you get married you don't get blind. Let's let's not <laughs> lie to ourselves. You there are women who are beautiful out there, there are men who are handsome out there. When you get married, you do not lose your eyesight of seeing good-looking things, okay? It's okay. how you handle it. Yeah, so so I started talking to this person on LinkedIn. I was in traffic driving and this person was very forthcoming as well and started flirting and we just talk and all that stuff and then I traveled to Mozambique no? and in, in Mozambique obviously now I'm not around my wife no? so now that friendship and that um, what can I say that yeah that friendship conversation that I had with my wife I was now having it with this person but because it's now obviously easier because I'm not at home. I'm in Mozambique for one week, right? So obviously I'm chatting with this person, going on, going on. You do know about this? No, I do know about <laughs> it. Okay. Like, wow. I'm just making sure but, for people. But, but I want us to also go into generational. Yeah, we're getting there, yes, getting yes, there, yes. getting there. Right? Um, and yo, like, even in Mozambique now, like, I'm, yeah, I'm open. I'm in the wild now, like, all of a sudden, scarily, people in Mozambique, females are liking me now as well. Hey, man. <laughs> like, hey, this life, bro. Portuguese-speaking, Spanish-looking things over there. I'm like, what is going on? Out here, Tubbs, taken by, taken by, by his eyes, right, and the things of the world, right, and entertaining life. Nah, nothing happened, luckily, right? But then I come home. Yeah, bro. Hey, but my wife. Sometimes there's dreams that you have. Sometimes I'm not sure. Eh? No. <laughs> wow, hey, wow. The, this one I know it was a dream dream. Wow. But hey, still. Hmm? How else would I have known? Let's hmm? really assess that. How yeah, so I don't know. So um, come back Friday, Saturday. Nikki wakes up. She's like, I just had a nightmare. I had the worst dream ever. Right. 
you're in Mozambique and this happened, this happened. Now, in this dream, Nikki is really defining the places I went to, the hotel I was staying at. And I was like, yo, God, what's going on? Yes, like we are really united. We are one. Yo, but that broke us because I became silent. I'm going to share for a bit. I know we're going to go a little bit over an hour yeah. for this one. Is it fine? Mm, yes, it is. Okay, just a little bit over, right? Um, now, I'm out here being a stupid guy, right? Trying to play games, yeah, like receiving attention that I should be receiving from from my wife, from this other person, right? Ah, uh, yeah. God, God doesn't mess around, guys. Especially when you are married, right? There's nothing that happens in the dark that that won't get revealed. Not even and it's destructive. Married. In life, in jail. Yes, but specifically in yeah. marriage. Like, mm. there's female or male. You can't just go around cheating. Even what people call emotional cheating. I can't... Wherever I share my heart, wherever you open your emotions to your heart will follow, follow. right mm. um and and that's what happened even though i had never met this person ah my wife found out bro i don't know via instagram because limitole was now starting to feel oh that person was now starting to feel thing and ah, my wife found out this one time she's like very angry rude now we're starting now to have fights now i remember the specific day I went to the bathroom, to the kids' bathroom, to sit there. And then I texted my wife while she was sitting in the main bedroom. I didn't even go to our bathroom. I went to my to our kids' bathroom. I was like, how, love, how can we sit here together? We don't even talk or exchange and have, like, intimate conversations. But we don't even have sex anymore. Ah. So I text, I wait for 30 like minutes or so, and then I go back to bed. Nikki, I get to the bed. She's like, ah, Charles, let's talk. Let's talk. What's happening? Why do you feel like this? Eh? Why do you feel like this? Okay, there's money in the account. Everything is jolly, right? <laughs> so why do we feel like this, Charles? What's going on? Ne? She doesn't tell me that she knows. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, tell me, talk. So I talk, I tell her, dude, this is where I've been. I know I've messed up and all that stuff with this girl and um i remember we even cried we we're on the floor my wife was like no please tell me forgive i'll forgive you who else are you going to tell who else are you going to tell if you can't tell your wife who are you going to talk to if you want this thing to end it needs to end now like let's talk and we spoke i, I opened up bro opened up i think my wife had good intentions that day Right, when we had that opening up conversation where um, I just spill all my beans. Um, so I repent and then we walk away. But then the following day, I don't know what happened to my wife. She said, oh, so this is, isn't this your, I remember I was driving from a meeting. Like, isn't this your work? And I was like, yeah, it's my work. It was an Instagram <laughs> post. Can't she got this Instagram post from this person I was talking to? And yeah, I was like, how? What's that? We're dealing with this thing together and now it's going out. And I guess this is where you can now say that whole self-righteous thing was, was happening. But you were angry. 
and, and it made sense. So it's not so in that in that it was not self righteous. That was anger. Mm. That was rage. It was anger. And I I would say it's okay to feel angry, but not to act in out on it. Yeah, even I the think, Bible says. Yes, I think what I should have said was, I think at that moment I should have come to you and told you I am angry. Because imagine. Um, hearing your spouse has done things, not that he slept with the girl or whatever the case is, but he shared my my heart with another person because Tab's heart is my heart. And he went and he shared it. He gave a portion to another person through conversation because she started feeling some kind of way, this girl. Because for her to be able to post my husband's work on her Instagram profile and title it uh, Man Crush Mondays. That's when Man Crush Mondays was still a thing. Like, it was still coming in. I'm like, hello, this ain't your man. And she's like, I'm, I'm scared to even post. And then when her post that followed was, we will not post pictures of our men because it could be someone else's man. So I'm like, this honey has the nerve. You know very well you're dealing with a married man and you have the nerve to come out and say that. Girls, women who are dating married men, what you're doing is wrong. You are bringing a curse upon yourself. I'm just putting it out there. So I was fuming, right? I was fuming and I didn't know how to deal with my anger. And I took it out so much so on my husband. Mm. Yo, uh, I came for him. And then this, yeah, yeah, say, say, say. I came for him. Those that know me, would, if you know me very well, when I'm angry, I do not hold back. My words, that's my weakness. I will kill you with my words. I will sharpen you. And so I used my husband's weakness against him. He came and he opened up himself to tell him, him to tell me that this is where I'm at I'm sorry I messed up this this he became vulnerable with me but in my anger I took his vulnerability and I threw it back at his face like mm. I literally threw it back it was like a foot sack right mm. back at you <laughs> you know because you've never said this to me I haven't love yeah, but anyway let's do this so <laughs> I threw it right back at him, but it was out of anger and being blindsided because, you know, guys, it's okay to get angry, but acting out of it, it's it's demonically inspired because what came out of my mouth was division, was, mm. hey, yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, this is where that branch that Bo were talking about, this is where it started going got his first crack. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so groceries are still being bought, ne? We're still not buying. We're still... We're still not... Um, yeah, so we haven't addressed the issue. Budgeting. Was, nothing yes, so, so there was this blow-up, and we uh, just put it under the carpet. No, we it did counselling. We did... Oh. Well, like, we did five sessions or something. We went to counselling, but came back and never really applied any yes, of Yes, so we got, we got tools, but we didn't apply it. We... We didn't apply it, guys. So, hey, Anchor's telling us we got 60, we've got little time left. So, oh, I we're going to have to do this part two, like, quick, quick. Because yeah, <laughs> we, we really, yeah. We're gonna record now, okay. Yeah, because we really want to address the generational curses to mm. how doors were opened and why those doors were able to come in easily into our family through the back door because of things that happened prior. Yeah. So this is this episode is going to be a part one and a part two. 
right so when this one ends you're not going to have to wait another week or so we're going to post them right after each other yeah so, so stay, stay tuned stay tuned